0: It's one of the biggest travel days of the year. The 4th of July. Beaches and campsites are filled to capacity. And unless you got there really early and made a reservation, chances are you didn't get a spot. What are your plans? Today, Joey Chestnut looks to retain his title as the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest Champion. He's won that competition 14 times. Even more impressive, he's broken the world record eight times, starting back in 07, when he downed 66 dogs in 10 minutes. His record now sits at 76. Maybe people desperately downing dogs is not for you. Perhaps you plan to gather with friends or family, eat only a couple of dogs, and of course... Watch a local fireworks display. It's a day to celebrate freedom. More importantly, it's the day the Lord has made. His kingdom is far greater. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And as Canada is wrapping up their holiday weekend, and the United States is celebrating today, we're starting a series called Christians You Should Know. And all week we're going to hear testimonies of how christ changed the lives of people like you and me in the next few minutes together i want you to meet the man who founded this program over 88 years ago when it first began we were known as the haven of rest he went by the name of first mate bob his real name was paul myers and he had an amazing story of how he met jesus and how jesus changed his life and through that Touched the lives of many thousands more through many years on the radio. I'm still amazed after being at Haven Ministries now for 22 years. Just how did the Lord lead that first mate to start this program in the middle of the Great Depression? And how did the Lord provide through various times of war and recession after that? Well, we know that He did it by working through the support of listeners like you. So after the program, I'd like to encourage you to help support this ministry that has been all about Jesus for all these many years. And for your generosity, I want to send you a DVD called The Most Reluctant Convert, The Untold Story of C.S. Lewis. It's the story of how Lewis came to know Christ as his Savior. And as you watch, I know your faith will be inspired. And I also know it would be a great movie to share with somebody who is struggling with their faith or lack of. C.S. Lewis's Journey to Christ is a much-needed reminder that the gospel never stops working. Let me invite you to call us now and make a gift for The Most Reluctant Convert on DVD. Our number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the movie trailer on our website. You can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Now, let's fire up the theater organ. Let's get the bells ready to ring. Originally recorded on vinyl many years ago, I want you to be blessed by the testimony of First Mate Bob, the founder of Haven Ministries.
1: Ahoy there, shipmate, eight bells and all's well. First mate Bob and the crew of the good ship Grace, the voices from the harbor called Haven of Rest, I'm told that everybody likes a story. Every life is a story, and mine is no exception. May I share it with you? The Story of My Conversion to Christ in 1934. It was a night in midwinter in the city of San Diego, California down along the waterfront where there was little or no activity. Occasionally a taxicab would flash into view only to disappear around the corner of a deserted street. Against a foggy sky The riding lights of varied types of craft moved in monotonous rhythm with the rise and fall of the restless water. As far as I could see, I was alone, not another human being in sight, as on and on I trudged. Long hours before I'd begun this aimless wandering, and now, weary in body and mind and sick of soul, I still was as bewildered and lost as ever. Memories like haunting ghosts of all the dead yesterdays followed my every footstep. The faces of my wife and four children kept appearing again and again upon the screen of my consciousness. How were they tonight? I'd left them alone and helpless. A nearby piling offered a seat that I might rest my aching feet. The cardboard which i had placed in my shoes to protect my feet where the soles were worn through had long since ceased to serve its purpose. Only the lapping of the water against the wharf broke the stillness of the night. The sudden clanging of a ship's bell startled me. Two, four, six, eight, eight six, eight. Eight bells. That must be four o'clock in the morning. I'd walked all night in a sort of alcoholic stupor, for I'd been drinking heavily trying to forget. What
2: a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear we do not care. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. soul is
1: Now, I recalled the many times my sweet Christian wife had pleaded with me to accept as my personal Savior the Lord Jesus Christ, whom she knew and loved so well. Her prayers and those of my children had followed me, I knew, all the years of my life. So far, my proud heart had rebelled against a full and complete surrender. I had gone my own willful way— and to a marked degree, I had been successful in business. I'd become well-known in radio circles and finally had been appointed to an important position on the Pacific coast as the commercial manager of two radio stations in Southern California. Now, all this was the thing of the past. I was face-to-face face with the dead-end street of life, at eight bells in the morning watch. Eight bells. That was the end of the long night watch, and soon it would be morning. Morning to me meant just another dreary day. All at once it dawned upon me that this morning would be Sunday morning the people of San Diego would be gathering for Sunday school and church. Church. How long had it been since I had sat in the church and heard a sermon and joined in worship? So long I couldn't remember. I used to sing in the choir long ago. Perhaps if I could find someone who would pray with me, there would come some peace to my troubled heart and soul. That was it. I needed God. I remembered Mother's oft-told tale of the prodigal son. If ever there was a prodigal son, it was I. I entered the open door of a large church whose bell had heralded the morning worship up and down the streets of the city. Eagerly I sat and listened to the organ, the choir, and the preliminary rituals. The pews were filled with well-dressed men and women who had come to listen to the word of God. At last, the minister began his sermon. Then it was all over. The benediction had been pronounced. The choir had sung its last amen, and people were slowly filing out. No one had spoken a word to me no mention had been made in the morning message of a savior who could rescue a lost soul the whole meeting had been so coldly formalistic that I had not detected one friendly smile not one hand of greeting had been extended to me I was stunned dazed. I found my way back to the cheap hotel room where I had been sleeping I was desperate. Suddenly, my eyes were focused upon a book. It was a Gideon Bible placed there by that great band of Christian businessmen known the world over. I had carelessly noticed its presence before, but now it seemed to hold out to me a faint ray of hope. Opening its pages, I placed it upon a chair and knelt before it. I do not recall reading one single word. I simply began to pour out my heart to God, acknowledging my guilt as a sinner, and declaring my faith in Jesus Christ to save my soul.
2: No turning back, no turning back, no turning back, Ooh, I have decided. To follow Jesus I have decided To follow Jesus I have decided To follow Jesus No turning back No turning back No turning
1: back Then and there I passed from death unto life I became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Oh, God, I prayed, if you'll only straighten out my life, I'll serve you all the rest of my days. God began to work that very moment in my life. Would my wife take me back? I wouldn't blame her if she didn't. I'd go back to Los Angeles and see. Carfare home, I didn't have a penny. I'd have to hitchhike my way. I didn't know how God was going to work it all out, but I had the absolute assurance that whatever came into my life would be best for me. And it was well with my soul. So, at last, I came back home to my wife and kiddies. Thelma, I've found Christ, and he's real to me at last. This was my greeting to her who was the mother of my babies. God alone knows how many sleepless nights she prayed for my soul's salvation. With the wonderful love of Christ in her heart, she took me back. Honey, I said, I'm going into full-time service of the Lord. I don't know where or how. I made him that promise and I know that he'll open a door somewhere. She prayed with me that God would have his way. Radio was the only thing I knew. I'd spent years before a microphone in commercial broadcasts of all kinds. That was it, a broadcast of gospel hymns and short evangelistic messages. Now, I couldn't preach, but I could tell others of what God had done for me, But due to a chronic laryngitis, I had almost no voice at all. Nevertheless, God kept speaking to my heart. Radio is where I would have you. All right, Lord, I prayed. You tell me where to go and whom to see. Open the door and I'll do my best. Thus began the radio ministry, which today is known to the listening public as the haven of rest. This story is not intended to be merely an autobiographical sketch, but rather a witness and a testimony of what God can do with the human heart and life and soul through the miracle of the new birth. Many there are who deny the inspiration of the scriptures and doubt the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I hope and pray that this account of my own redemption will be a challenge to those who would scoff and ridicule the reality of a vital Christian experience. The world cannot, it dare not, deny the visible, audible, tangible evidence of a changed and a transformed life. How glad I am that I heard and heeded the still small voice of the Spirit of God as He spoke to my soul. At the sound of eight bells in the morning watch of a wintry day in
2: 1934. Thou my vision, be thou my vision, be thou my vision, be thou my vision, be thou my, my vision, O oh Lord thou of my, my heart, nor me all my else be to my my me, save that thou. presence my, thou my wisdom, be! Eyes. Thou my wisdom, be! Thou my wisdom, be! Thou my wisdom, be! Thou my wisdom, be! Thou my wisdom, wisdom. be! Thou my wisdom, and thou, thou my true King of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, all bright and sun.
1: This broadcast, I invite you to join with the crew and me in prayer. Our Father and our God, in Jesus' name, we touch the throne of grace today. I thank you for this opportunity of sharing with my friends what you did for me that wintry day in San Diego. How glad I am that you sought till you found me answering the prayers of my godly mother, wife, children, family, and friends. Use this story to touch hearts, I pray. Bring the unsaved to yourself. Restore the backslidden to fellowship with you. Bring glory to your name through these words. This is my humble prayer. In the lovely name of Jesus our Redeemer, and our Savior. Amen.
2: In Jesus I'm saved.
1: Our songs are ended, but may their melody linger on, for the story they're told is ageless. And though these singers be gone, as we set sail and stand out to sea, may they speak to your heart while we're apart of the Stranger of Galilee.
0: and all is well here on Haven Today on a 4th of July. And we just heard the remarkable testimony of the late Paul Myers, affectionately known as First Mate Bob. If you have any history growing up with Haven of Rest, I know this wasn't just a little nostalgia you were experiencing. You heard words of life that were words of life for millions of people through the decades. It's amazing how God has used that testimony to bring so many people to faith in Jesus Christ since Paul founded this ministry in 1934. And so often, God uses the testimonies of his people to bring others to faith. I'd like to send you one of these conversion stories for your gift to the ministry. It's called The Most Reluctant Convert, The Untold Story of C.S. Lewis. The movie pulls the curtain back to reveal Lewis's life as an atheist and then his conversion to Jesus Christ. My wife and I watched the movie a few weeks ago and we were so appreciative of the older Lewis played by Max McLean as he looked back on his journey to Christ. It was shot on location in Oxford, England and is filled with great actors and beautiful sets. So whether you're young in your faith you're struggling with your faith, or you've been following Jesus most of your life, the most reluctant convert will have great meaning to you. C.S. Lewis's journey to saving faith is a great reminder that the gospel never stops working. So I want to send this DVD for your gift to the ministry. Even though it's the 4th of July, we're still answering the phones today. And our number to call is 865-HAVEN, 800-HAVEN. 65 Haven. Or watch the movie trailer on our website and then make your gift there at haventoday.org haventoday.org Let me say it would be a great film also to share with someone who's struggling with their faith. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me here on an American Independence Day. Will you come back again tomorrow when we'll be continuing in our Christians You Should Know series as we'll hear from Dr. John Lennox he studied under C.S. Lewis, who helped him with his faith. And we'll do that in light of a great story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. One of the most easily forgettable truths of the Christian life is also one of the most important. We live by grace and in response to grace. From start to end, the Christian life is a response to the Lord's grace and mercy. That's a basic truth, but we seem to forget it. That's why Paul said this in Romans 12, I appeal to you by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In view of God's mercies, his willingness to forgive us in Christ, in response to that tremendous mercy we live, We present not just our minds, but our bodies to the Lord. We conform ourselves to his love. We commit to loving those around us. Know Jesus better. Visit GetAnchor.com.